The last episode, Who Hits Harder, Big or Fast, created some fantastic points of discussion and shone a light on some areas of confusion too. In this episode, I'll take key elements from Adam's comment to focus on one area of confusion right now. Knockouts in the heavyweight division are way more common, yet if we say the strike is proportional to the velocity squared, then the little guys should be generating double and triple the punching power. If that were true, the lower weight divisions would be KO after KO. Adam is right, however, this asks a different question to Tony's one regarding fat loss in the previous episode. So this time, let's dig into why Adam is right, why this is a different question, and most importantly, what this means to you in your own performance training. In this episode, we'll explore why, despite velocity being more important than mass in striking, heavier fighters generally hit harder than lighter, faster ones, and how you can leverage this understanding to make yourself into a harder hitting fighter in your own weight class. If you've not seen the previous episode, I recommend you check that out first to understand the context of everything I discussed this time around. You'll find links to that on the show notes page and the caption for this episode. It's important that each episode sticks to one thing, or we can go off on a tangent becoming distracted by related but irrelevant topics. This confusion renders it impossible to take solid steps that will inform higher quality training. In the last episode, I outlined why a particular fighter losing fat alone will hit harder than he would carrying the extra body fat. In this episode, we tackle a different question. We're comparing different fighters, even at different weight classes. Let's look at how this changes our analysis from the last episode. Last time I explained how kinetic energy was a useful way to determine which of two equally strong fighters, or more accurately, two fighters generating the exact same force, would hit harder when one carried extra body fat. We changed just one variable, mass, and I showed how as a result, strike velocity would be the differentiating factor, and why it mattered more than the difference in mass. We were comparing apples for apples. This time we're considering what happens when we change two variables, both mass and force. This changes the game entirely. We're comparing apples to oranges. Bigger usually, but not always, means stronger. More muscle mass means a greater potential for force production or strength. That's why we have weight categories and male-female categories in combat sports. Relative strength to muscle mass is a separate topic. For now, I'll stick to bigger typically means stronger for this episode. Remember that both mass and velocity were important, but that velocity was at least twice as important, or more precisely, exponentially more important. If we rewind a little to examine how both bigger and stronger affects velocity, then we can see why both size and strength matters and why weight classes matter so much too. Newton's second law of motion, force equals mass times acceleration, shows that if we not only increase maths, but also increase strength, or force, then acceleration also increases. More acceleration creates higher velocity, so a heavier and stronger fighter has a potential to have both greater mass and velocity. Now the resulting kinetic energy jumps even higher, along with the striking energy too. I chose kinetic energy to illustrate the destructive energy of a strike and referenced the penetration depth of arrows as a practical example to help fighters feel what the real life effects of this applied physics really meant to a fighter. But another point correctly raised by Adam was how in physics, impulse is a more useful measure of striking effect than kinetic energy. And I totally agree when we're looking at the effect of an impact on variable targets that behave differently. 
However, simplifying all this and looking at the kinetic energy a fighter can produce and deliver to any target, regardless of how that target behaves, is cleaner. Especially when we're comparing mass differences for a fighter before and after weight loss. And regardless, kinetic energy better describes the potential for the penetration of the strike and the damage it causes to your opponent. It's literally the difference between your kick knocking your opponent down or breaking their ribs. It's going off topic a bit there, so I'll save that discussion for another episode. But let me know if you want me to go into that or if it's just starting to get academic. What I really want is to provide you information that informs better fighting performance, not just argue semantics. That said, increasing neuromuscular strength without increasing muscle mass should be the focus of a fighter's strength training sessions. Or if adding some muscle mass will help you personally as a fighter in your weight class, then adding muscle with a proportional increase in strength is critical to prevent you slowing up and losing striking power. And that's the topic of the next video, why bigger isn't always stronger. Thanks for listening. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe and share with someone else it could help too. Please give the podcast a review or comment below. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can visit heatrick.com for more Muay Thai performance podcasts, videos, articles and guides. Catch you next time.